0: Oh, and welcome to Questy Besties, our podcast all about Mythic Quest, the epic TV show that launched an even epicer friendship. I'm Ashley Birch. I'm Imani Hakim. I'm Charlotte Nickdown.
1: I'm Jesse Ennis.
2: And I'm uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's David Hornsby. That's our good pal David Hornsby.
1: One our of Our newest besties. How's it feel to be the bestie, David?
2: Feels good. I feel like I've 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 loosened up a bit, but uh, there's there's still some walls that we're just never gonna still tear down. Still some tension in the neck, oh, I'm sure. noticing. Oh sure, 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 sure.
1: <laughs> it's time for Questy Besties. Watch Mythic Quest and talk to guesties. They're four girls, women, who met on a show, and now they're Questy besties. And me and, and David, David Hornsby. On today's very special bonus, extra, standalone episode, we're talking about Everlight, written by Ashley Burr. Ooh. Ooh la la! Directed by Rob McElhenney. He's not here. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Rob. So in this special episode, the team returns to the office for their annual Everlight party. Poppy and Ian rig a LARP tournament in an underdog's favor. And just quick translation. She said LARP. Oh, Uh, yeah. What were the other words? uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) LARP. All of them? (laughs) LARP. LARP standing for live action role play, Very good. which I've never done, but I've always wanted to, because again, similar to video gaming in general, it feels like getting to do the parts of acting that I love the most without the pressure of being on camera. Right. I would think you, you would accurate? really like LARPing. Let's From do it. From what I know about I want to do it. I haven't done it either, honestly. Oh, really? But I would go with you. When the pandemic's over, mm. maybe that's one of our first activities. Uh, let's talk about Everly. Can we talk about Sir Anthony Hopkins? Please. Here's what I have to say. Do we have the highest number of Oscar winners in a television comedy of any show <laughs> <the> of <whole> all time? <laughs> probably, right? Yeah,
2: that episode, yeah, would help us to probably max out qualify. I'm yeah. going to yeah. do
1: some Googling. I think we win on that front. I think so.
2: Yeah, we were struggling with who to have narrate. And originally we started actually with Megan's niece, um, young British girl, Mm -hmm. and that sounded amazing. You know, it's always you're asking the questions is best for the story? And then we had, I think, Poppy try it. We had Rob as as Ian do it because he was the creator of the story and maybe it needs to be him. But ultimately, I think we felt that- Shockingly,
1: we we couldn't compete.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, you need someone with a little gravitas. And uh, man, that that guy's got it it in spades. I got to say on um, Anthony Hopkins, though, one thing I was thinking <laughs> is that I really connect with Anthony Hopkins, which is sort of a, maybe appropriate to this podcast, is that. He plays repressed characters so well. Mm -hmm. And probably about the time I was in college was when he was churning out some classics. He had Remains of the Day, Howard's End. So Shadowlands is a great movie. It's based on a play. And the whole movie builds to him finally showing emotion. To me, it was like, it was so cathartic. And I would just watch it when I was feeling down. Because to watch Anthony Hopkins break down was like, oh God, you know, um, it's like watching your dad cry sort of (laughs) thing, you know, like, but like times a thousand. So I just really, I just want to say I relate to that side of him I think they should
1: do a remake of that movie and you should play that role Put it out into the first. universe. Manifest. Ma-
2: oh, David! I'm journal about that. You can
0: journal, yes. yeah. I'm gonna
2: do my witchcraft and see if that works.
0: I love that in this episode we reveal David's love for Brene Brown. I think that was just where did a, that
1: come from? I think
0: that was just a pull from Rob reading Brene Brown books because he's trying to keep up with all of us. <laughs> he's like, you fucking young woman, <laughs> and you yeah, have all your feelings and vulnerability. Brown.
2: A friend told me that I should watch Brene Brown. Oh, really? And so then I watched Brene Brown on, on Netflix and I did respond to the cheap seats uh, <laughs> line and that sort of stuck in my head and then I think it sort of made its way with probably with a combination of Rob 2, I don't know. But definitely someone put her on my radar and said, you should probably... <laughs>
1: watch
0: this everlight had quite a journey from its conception to where it ended up should we talk about it yes
3: you wrote this episode ashley birch i did write this episode how does it feel it feels great
0: as (laughs) anyone that's on a tv show writing on a tv show knows writing an episode is very very collaborative and you send in a draft and of course like the eps they have their pass on it and everything but i still i feel very connected to this episode because it's the dorkiest one that we've made I remember being so pleased because I wrote a draft and we read it out loud. Rob, Megan and Dave were like, great. And I was like, oh, my God, no notes. I was like, uh, wow. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and Rob was like, I want to change Everlight. And I was like, <laughs> no, originally. But of course, he was right. Um, his pitch was basically like, OK, we want to start season two off with a bang, basically. Show something really different. And then also create a transition between quarantine and season two, because we did such a good job of showcasing the reality of the world that we were actually living in, to then go from that to like, hey, we're in office comedy again. It seemed like it would be really jarring. So Rob wanted to move Everlight to be you know, the special episode and it made a lot of sense. And it also was like, okay, well, we basically have to rebreak the episode because it's just all gonna be different apart from the context of it is a holiday in the game. And there's LARPing. And there were so many endings.
2: I mean, I feel like it started with we were together in a room and mm-hmm. Humphrey. And I remember it's like, I know nothing about this. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But like, so I feel like it went from I felt involved in this episode. And then it was your episode. And then it became also just Megan and Rob's episode because they became very involved in the reshoots of it mm-hmm. and what the animation was going to be mm-hmm. dealing with the animation house, et cetera. It had its journey because it went from one thing to a completely, a completely new sin- thing. And yeah. it had to support a lot of weight in terms of like what it represented.
4: When you were writing this script, did you see it the way that it all turned out? Like what did you imagine The Office looking like? Is
0: this on par with what you were thinking? It's so much better. I mean, I hearken back to it in my brain and my visual picturing of The Office is that all the lights are on. <laughs> like yeah. how was that... That doesn't quite I work. I saw that it's too. Everlight. Yeah, I mean, I think we just saw it more as like an
1: office party. Yeah. And then I remember walking onto set and literally gasping yeah. because yeah. of how pretty it was. Mm-hmm. I, I've talked on the on the pod before about how much of a community fan I was. And I freaking loved all the special episodes that they did, like the yeah. paintball episodes. And I remember watching that show and being like, all I want in my life manifesting that I get to be on a show where I get to make an episode like that walking onto that set and seeing all the background actors in costume and what an incredible job that Val and the team did, I was just like, oh, okay, I can die happy. This is the best <laughs> experience of my life.
0: Yeah, I, I love community as well, especially as they get more involved as seasons go on. So if we ever do do another Evelite, I don't know how we're gonna <laughs> talk <top> this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we will shoot in a real force next time,
3: next oh. year. Oh, okay. And I just love watching this episode because we've watched it a few times at this point. And each time I get goosebumps and I feel like I notice something new in the story, like Brad turning into the darkness. I feel like it hit me differently
2: this time around.
3: That's
0: yeah. scary. It yeah. is kind of scary. It is.
4: He's like Scar. Yes.
0: From Lion King. From yes. Lion King?
2: <laughs> And a shout out to our production designer, Val Wilt, who did an amazing job and his whole team because that was a, obviously a huge conversion of our set. But it, he did too good a job. At first, <laughs> right? We did have to bring it down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everyone wants to do the best version of their job. Even the costumes. Sabrina, who does her costumes, is an amazing job. We just wanted to tone it down. They you know? were too good, They the were original, too good because yeah. they needed to be more homemade. So even Megan was crafting, I think, your Poppies, sort of shin guards. Yeah, well, Poppy because I think guards. Poppy's
1: original costume was nearly as good as what it looks like in the fantasy sequence. They were trying lots of different things, and I feel like it was kind of like on the day that we first see the costume, it was like, okay, we actually need to like strip the whole thing down to look like really shit. (laughs) Which is like, what a challenging note to get as a costume designer. They did such a good job. And I think that it looks so good because they pulled together stuff that they had on hand and like were double-sided taping bits of fabric to a belt that they had. And it ended up looking exactly like something that the character would have put together.
3: Shout out to all the department heads. We're doing a comedy. So Everlight was really... A step outside of our box, so I think everyone's like, we get to do something really fun. So we're really gonna, you know, drive it home, and then we were like, reel it in, guys. Reel I remember <laughs> hearing.
4: I remember hearing. I think it was on a Monday morning. Set decorators had spent the weekend there, transforming the bullpen into what we see in this episode. And I remember hearing two people. This must have been at like six in the morning. So they were probably leaving after staying there all night long. And I just remember this woman saying, um, "Yeah, yeah, this is one of those episodes that you're gonna be proud of forever." Aww. And she was like, she was like, this is one of those episodes where people five years from now will go, you worked on Everlight. And I remember hearing that and being like, me too. I worked on Everlight. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm in this episode too. It's going to be great. But yeah, shout out to my costume in particular. You can buy it on Halloweencostumes.com. And it looks so good too. And your makeup in this episode. It's great, Amy Sparks. That was so fun. I remember we figured that out the morning of and then trying to match continuity with the tears was a really fun challenge. I had to make sure I cried the same way every day. (laughs) Just kidding. We used a teardropper.
0: Speaking of Joe, I feel like we're getting all 50 shades of joe all i feel like we get to see joe (laughs) just in full effect because not only do you have you screaming and stabbing someone (laughs) with a shield over and over again and blood going everywhere but also the scene between you and ian is so funny where you you're like they got this weird daughter dad dynamic a little girl girl really wanting to get her killed i get to birth what did you say i get
3: to bathe in my in the the blood of of my enemies enemies. (laughs) so good was that all improvised
4: I don't
2: I think remember. it was made up a bit on the day. I think we did a couple different versions and that sort of evolved into that. And that's that sort of became the funniest take, which <laughs> is like, keep going with that.
4: All of those fight sequences are thanks to Shahab Rudbari and Corey Myers, who both were so helpful and, and helped me figure out how far I could go with all of this. They gave me a lot of tips about you know, when to scream and where to turn my face and how to react to hitting somebody because, spoiler alert, we weren't actually killing anyone. <laughs> uh, but
2: Now, you're not, you're not, are you stage certified?
4: Uh, I don't think I was certified, but I took a lot of stage combat classes as a kid. You can tell. Are you stage certified, David?
2: Oh, Oh, sorry. Uh, yes. I, I know we were going there, but if, if you want to go there, Ashley. Yeah,
1: yeah, I do want to go there. Yeah. The fights that you guys did, it's all you, which is so impressive, right? I and we right? learned it that morning. Yes. Yes, yes yeah. that was so
0: bizarre intense <laughs> yeah that's how and good then, our stunt
1: guys were i mean they're but just also so you great. guys i mean yes obviously and i actually do want to do a shout out to the stunt doubles for the final fantasy sequence zach duhaime did iron stunt doubling francisco gray did brad stunt doubling and jing Lee did my stunt doubling and gave me some really cool advice which was that when i jumped in the air right before i like smacked brad down at the end of the sequence to pause in the air, take a breath, and then imagine the blood being spilled as I, and I was like, but how? Pause in the air. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I was like, I don't quite, she was like, just do it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I did, and it really, it It worked. It looks awesome. I (laughs) saw the blood
3: being spilled. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Another person who taught us stuff about fighting was Ashley Birch because she is a very skilled voice actor who has voiced characters like Aloy on Horizon Zero Dawn. And I remember she really talked us through how to receive a blow and how to give efforts. And that's Make what you fight it. sounds, mm, basically. Yeah, I remember you
3: were
1: like, ugh! Yeah, yeah you've got such a good yes. vocab. You learned Thank a lot. Thank
2: you. Well, I also, I, I've taken a hit or two in my career, <laughs> so I think I, I had a little experience in that, you know? I knew oh, what it's you? like to, well, I mean, just the, the different roles I've played. Not, <laughs> Not physically, but just mentally, emotionally. <laughs> uh, so I know how to take a hit.
0: Shut
4: up, you shut up, you shut up right now. I love all those moments when Charlotte tells people to shut, shut
0: up. up. It's great.
2: <laughs> so this is the first episode we saw Murray. We sort of established our look for him being on Zoom, which came out of when we fear. were going back to... Yeah, here <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it really works. I mean, I personally find it pretty seamless and it is just this sort of like subtle reminder of where we are at in the world without having to be like, and by the way, remember there's a pandemic. Right.
2: Yeah. We wanted to not, I mean, acknowledge where we're at, but also we don't want to be wearing masks. We don't like, we just kind of want to move yeah. on, but uh, yeah, Mark, that this is sort of where we're at. People need some inspiration right now more than anything. And then hopefully move on with the rest of our season yeah. <laughs> And not pay much mind to it.
0: Can we talk about Danny Poody in this episode? Oh, Danny Danny's. Pudi, give him the
4: Emmy. Give him
1: give the Emmy. Emmy. Emmy for Pudi. Hashtag, Emmy for Hashtag Emmys. Emmys for all. Emmys for all. Emmys for a all. A million Emmys for all. <laughs> you get an Emmy. You get
3: an Emmy. You get an Emmy. <laughs> as long as, as, long as we're talking about our show,
0: just <laughs> our, yeah, show, our, our, our show. everyone in our in our show gets an Emmy. <laughs> I feel like he just clicks into Brad in this episode in such a great way. His interaction with David in the bathroom is fucking great. Iconic. Yes, yeah, where fantasy mates shriveled reality. That's a, that's
2: a Megan Gans line <laughs> for sure. a Megan
0: Gans line for
4: sure. <laughs> I also love the idea that Brad just hangs out in the bathroom. He's just chilling there and David comes in and he's like, hi David.
0: <laughs> and what were you saying too that it, someone, a fan pointed out that in the scene where he uh, <laughs> yeah. says exactly what Poppy and Ian say, his computer has a screensaver which means he's just been sitting there waiting for them to come in. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) He's working out his hands. He knows he's about to fight. (laughs) He knows. (laughs) Um, And he's such a good villain. Him in the fantasy sequence. He's genuinely scary.
2: I think season two, we asked more of Danny just in that we are showing more sides of his character. And so I think for him, he had a great time playing playing that villain. But he has a great episode with his brother, which, you know, he gets to sort of show another side of Brad. So so good.
1: And he was such a trooper in that special effects makeup too. Like that stuff is not not easy to be in all day. And I think it took like four hours to put all those prosthetics on his face and- wow. Speaking he, of
2: four hours of makeup, Rob had eyeliner on. <laughs> you wanna talk about Rob's makeup? We'll get to that next.
1: We got to feature
0: a lot of our background actors yeah. in this episode, which was so fun. I fight Lori Sacks
1: at one point. Uh, Jesse and my stand-in as well. Yes,
0: like, she's the sweetest woman in the world.
1: Okay, speaking
3: of fighting, I wanted to talk about Ashley and Humphrey. Oh, my God. (laughs) So
1: good. That spin. I know. I buy it so hard. Thanks, guys. But all of you, like, I'm skipping ahead now, but it's like that fight – Joe's first entrance into like her very first fight, which is like you do a back bend that is <laughs> unbelievable. That we
4: did practice a little. We had a couple days of rehearsal for that. It
1: looks so good it and did. it's so quick. You're like boi whip. we would like cool it one more time. Boi <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Thank you. Were you sore um, after that
3: back bend? Because my back hurts watching it.
4: The funny thing about Everlight and me preparing for Everlight was that I trained for three months (laughs) because I took it maybe a little too seriously. But you also had an injury. I have a history of a knee injury and so I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to slow down production in any way. So I I tried to like do some strength training with Rob's trainer Aaron Babayan which is really funny to me. He trains like Channing Tatum (laughs) and like (laughs) fancy superheroes and stuff and he was like okay lift the 20 pound. Oh you can't up the 20 Okay. We're going to start from
5: scratch.
2: Don't have that many small weights in my car. See. Um, here's a here's a potted plant. Let's let's start with that.
4: But thankfully no, I didn't I didn't get injured. I didn't strain anything on that episode and we were able to you shoot it pretty quickly and That's move on. Right. Yeah, I can't
2: fight ready. Charlotte has a good back bend too. I think in your fight you do a nice little uh Don't yes. you don't you lean back for yeah, a swipe I, too. Yeah.
1: I feel like I got like one moment, like in the two days that we were shooting that fight scene, one moment where I look cool. And pretty much every other moment that looks cool, it's probably not. Okay, you, you look so self so so deprecating. Cool. Oh, oh, right. You need oh, to right. stop okay. it. And then just to keep on going down the line of badassery, that moment where Imani, Ugh. oh my <gasps> gosh, where she after, yes, hype me up, hype me up after <laughs> Rachel dies, and then Dana like does that pose with the sword in and your this, hand, the uh, light coming in oh, from behind her. Oh, oh God, that that should, should be on a lunchbox. I, I, it. It. I mean,
2: that's definitely a lunchbox, I, would lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you
4: have a lunchbox
2: with oh, that? Oh yeah, I we want get one those now. Made?
4: I can, we should. I, you know I love a merch moment. <gasps> Ooh. We also, we just skipped right over Ashley's death, or rather Rachel's death. Yes. Props that. to that death. It's Thank. so romantic and Thank then immediately you. hysterical. I, I love get, it. I and props so to emotional. props
2: department. Props shout props,
3: Shout oh.
4: out shout
3: outs. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to Baden. baden cacklin yes! baden- yeah, hi. That's
0: hein! my husband. He made the song We Drink Light, which yeah. is featured all which through the episode.
1: Which is a yeah, it's a bop. It's a banger.
0: David, did you like that one?
2: <laughs> I loved it.
1: <laughs> Charlotte, you pitched that. Well, what happened was the week that we were shooting Everlade, I came home, we were going on walks every evening together and I was talking about the episode and Baden was like, it is so weird because the whole plot of that episode reminds me so much of that song that I recorded, like, guys, like seven years ago called We Drink Light and I was like, oh, <gasps> It is exactly like that song that you wrote. And then I went in to work the next day and uh, shooting a scene with Rob and I was like, this is weird and like really nepotistic, but like, may- this- I've got this one song that's like...
2: It's- no, you were listening to on the AirPods and you're like, We drink like we. And he was and like, like, what is that? What are you- yeah, you were expecting that moment of like, what are you singing right <laughs> now? Because you had pitched it originally
0: as being at the very end. And yeah. you did this beautiful job of like... You played us the song and then you're like, "Okay, so then this is when the light comes in and everyone and you built it up. And I just when you finished that pitch, I sobbed because it was so perfect. But I didn't realize that y'all were going to use it in the montage at the
1: beginning, which makes it so sweet. And like, yes, it just fits really well. It feels like a celebration. It really does. But yeah, I think I said to Rob, look, I'm going to send this to you. Absolutely no pressure. Please don't put this in unless it actually really worked with the episode. And he messaged me that night and he was like, oh, it's going in the episode. <laughs> I thought perfect. you were going to say he didn't say anything and then it was in the show. <laughs> That's definitely a Rob move.
2: that. that he, so he gave you all the leverage is what you're saying. I want this song.
1: So, and then we said, it'll be (laughs) $1,000,000. Speaking of music, David also provided some music
0: for this episode in the form of singing bitch to himself while (laughs) trying to keep his staff upright as he was going to the bathroom. Is that the name of that song? Yeah. Oh, wow. What made you think of that song? Were you just like, this is the funniest song to pee to? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> we had two versions it was that song in life is a highway and uh i think i started with life as a highway and then something got into my head i mean really they're just more like they just sort of come to me you know what I mean? <laughs> um what is an unlikely but somewhat dated but also funny song for david to be singing and i don't know something about him singing about i'm a bitch i'm a lover <laughs> and so we, I, I think and in the initial cut maybe rob had put in life is a highway and i think both megan and i in our notes were like Please put in, uh, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, because it, it just felt a little bit more uh, more apropos.
3: I also want to just talk about that amazing fireball
1: and how we get the payoff at the end of the episode with Poppy being this crazy
2: yes.
1: hero. The magic spell that Poppy has really showcases my Australian accent. <laughs> Fireball couldn't be more Australian, I, and I was grateful for that. Thank you. And
4: also, <laughs> did you do your own stunt for the
3: fireball? I did.
1: That's all me, baby. Oh, it was yeah. so no, badass. There's a
4: review of Everlight where they have a gif of Charlotte falling backwards over a chair, and then the caption said, "This is how physical comedy is done." <laughs> hey, look at that! Biggest praise, is it? I absolutely love the moment when you, Charlotte as Poppy, tell Rob as Ian that he won't be able to defeat the darkness with a dick. And he's like, I could.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's one of my favorite jesties of the episode, too. Rob
0: is so funny in this episode, too. I really love the part when Charlotte mentioned earlier, where he's trying to set Poppy up to say Carrie Strug. He like does this thing where he bites his lip. Like he kind of knows you're not going to say it, but he's hoping you will. (laughs) And then his fuck afterward is so funny.
2: I feel like we found huzzah on the set too a little bit. That became a nice recurring joke because we're kind of shooting on the fly. Like, right. We had reshoots. Like, you know what? Actually, we're just going to move up here. We got some pages coming. We're going to reshoot the scene. Or uh, there was some things that we found on the day, like Joe and Ian's dynamic a little bit more, getting coaxed out and things like that. Even the Carrie Strug joke, some of that stuff. It was an ambitious episode. There was so much to shoot. Yeah. And fun that we still found the time to just keep making it better on set.
0: I just want to give Humphrey a shout out um, because at last- Shine a Little Light? Shine. I would like. Ooh, I'd like to shine the light on our on wow. our pal Humphrey because at last the night is ended and so the new day dawns is his. That was his phrasing because so he's a so dork. Cool. Well, again, I mean, really? dirty, when we when we start dork.
2: breaking this episode, it was it was you and Humphrey that we are turning to every time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, how would this go?
0: There was a whole section of time where Humphrey and I were breaking the lore of Everlight, and I looked over at David and we, like <laughs> as if to be like, "What do you think?" And he's <laughs> he's just broken. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure Dra- fire. That. Yeah.
1: Okay. Ever. Okay. (laughs) I literally want to shout out, shine on every single moment in this episode. Like, I feel like as we're talking about every moment, I'm like, oh, but also the moment where Joe dies, like that speech is so good. And then I also feel like we didn't spend enough time on Dana's like final battle and how good that is. It's so tense. It's so tense and so good. It's like that penultimate battle feels like it could have been the final battle. Mm -hmm. And largely, I think it's just all of your amazing performances. I literally could go on like, I think through this episode and every moment is so good.
4: Go on. It's no, <laughs> a great joking. episode. <laughs> My it- mom was screaming
1: about Dana. She was
4: like, "Come on, Dana. You have the hope. You have your hope." Ah! Dana, use your light. And then when he died, she was like, fuck you, Brad. (laughs) Dana
3: really tried. Dana tried. She did. But also, I want to shine a light on our background and stand-ins and PAs that kind of like showed up for us. Yes. On the day, we had Davis, who is writer's PA, who joined our background Uh, He Joined our background, yeah. It was great.
0: Weird Meg, played by Emma DeBolo (laughs) Reed, who's actually sitting in the corner over there. Shout out to Emma. Shout Shout out to to Emma.
1: Hashtag shout out for today's special episode Megan's organized a surprise questy bestie, bestie guestie we don't know who it's gonna be and we're nervous I'm nervous, should we, nervous. should we say
4: who our guesses are well Tim guess. Cook Tim Cook <laughs> our boss Rob Mike Anthony Berlucci, Mike Berlucci
2: my um, mom
0: David's mom
2: hey hey
0: Yay! For Are you nice. gonna hi hi for it was who we most hoped. Hi, Mike. Hi. It's so good to see you.
1: We guessed that you might be the special bestie, questie, guestie, and Megan did a really good job of not showing any expression.
5: I mean, that's a pretty good guess.
2: Mike, this is a showpiece for you. Everlight's the real feather in your cap. We all know that. Uh, So you make sense as a guest because we have an opportunity to uh, brag about you. Not me, but the And for those
1: those (laughs) listening at home that don't know, Mike Bellucci is our inimitable director of photography.
5: Oh, thank you.
1: (laughs) He's also wearing a very smart red coat. Mike, always fashionable. Cardigan. Cardigan,
0: I mean. Looking great. How you doing?
5: I'm good, thanks. This looks so fun over there.
1: It's come over. fun. It's been pretty fun.
2: <laughs> Naomi described it as a very slumber party energy. <laughs> Just a couple women and a middle-aged man hanging
5: out <laughs> with a slumber party vibe.
0: Mike, how did you come to be part of the Mythic Quest crew and subsequently family?
5: I think it was through Chris Smirnoff, actually, our producer last season. We had worked together in the past on You're the Worst, and he was producing the show and brought me in to meet Rob, and I guess he... He liked me. I told him a weird story about my wife in Pan and uh, <laughs> maybe he liked that.
2: Can I ask, in that meeting, what did Rob and you talk about in regards to the look of the show and where you started off as a cinematographer, etc.? Because obviously when you're starting a new show, the question is, what is it going to look like? You know, What's the tone of it going to be?
5: The first thing was just coming from a place of reality and wanting it to be very grounded and very true to what an office like this would actually be like. And we didn't want it to feel over the top. And that was something he said very early on. And the use of Steadicam was pretty important to him. So we had our wonderful operator, Thomas Valco. I believe I even showed Rob a uh, clip we had just done on a past show. It was a very impressive one that Tom did. Can you talk about
2: how you approach this
5: and the conversations going into Everlight? Yeah, the conversations going into Everlight were very different than the outcome. (laughs) I remember very early on, we were talking, we're going to dress the office up. We're going to give it a little bit of a fantasy feeling, kind of make it like one of these big extravagant parties that they may do uh, at the real companies. And we had Val, our production designer, and the Greens team and the entire art team, they decorated the office in such a way where it looked a little bit too good. Um, The initial (laughs) plan was... We were going to go out and we were going to shoot the final battle sequence out in um, Descanso Gardens or something, out in the real forest, and we are going to do a couple overnights, and it was going to be very hard and very fun, but Rob ended up seeing what it looked like inside, and we put a camera up on it and he said why would we ever go outside this looks so good in here so it completely changed the entire plan going in
2: then you have to sort of dress down pre-fantasy in order to help that then the fantasy soar even more because it looks so it looks so good i think initially it was hard to tell that was in an office right
5: Yeah, we did dress it down. And I think what was really nice is starting in the elevator for that episode, transitioning into the hallway, and then it's this reveal into the office. And we knew we wanted that part to be a bit brighter, maybe a little theatrical at times in terms of the lighting, where it gave us a place to go to when we got to the final sequence. We were able to use real fire instead of fake fire to motivate the lighting in the scene. And turn off a couple of the overheads so that it was more of just a moonlight coming in. And VFX did a really nice job adding a little bit of texture in the air and special effects on set as well. Ground fog. And so yeah, it was fun playing with the different levels of the same set.
4: This episode is about coming out of the darkness that is COVID. We have this really beautiful metaphor that Ashley sculpted about how the light is hope. And I just think it's very telling that so much of your job was actually bringing light to this episode.
5: Me, Sean the gaffer, and everyone. Yeah, you know, when Ian pulls the sword out and... <laughs> Charlotte is getting blasted. And we really brought the light.
4: What was the process like shooting that final sequence with all the CGI stuff? Had you shot other stuff like that before?
5: Minor stuff here and there, but nothing to that extent. Nothing to the tendrils and all the kind of those sand elements that were coming off of Brad. And that was a lot of fun working with the John Myers, our VFX supervisor on that. He really helped guide that, which was great kind of being a little bit newer to that world.
0: Because the set looks so different in the fantasy world, didn't you have to dress the set specifically for the shot that you were going to capture and then redress a different section? Could you talk a little bit about like the specificity of how you had to shoot that fantasy sequence?
5: There's a very specific moment at the end when they've got the sword and we're back into a, not the office world, but we're the light has come and they are kind of looking at each other hearts are glowing and that was a really fun moment because you look one way into the set and you're looking into the conference room which is dressed with all of these trees and it just looks beautiful and then you turn around and you're just looking into a wall so we figured we'd do a little bit of a faking the reverse and we shot the same angle both into the office for both characters. We redressed all of the trees and it was a bit time-consuming. We flipped the light as well and it worked. If you didn't realize it, Ashley.
1: Yeah, I had no idea. It looks amazing. Like the final thing looks so good.
5: Oh, thank you. That's one of my favorite moments in the episode.
0: It's beautiful. And especially after the fight, it just feels really gratifying. It's so warm and you just, you shat it so well, Mike. My thank you. I remember you calling me over to look at some screenshots and you were just so pleased with how it turned out. And I was so happy because I know that it was a big undertaking. And we'd been talking about this episode for so long. I mean, I had so many ideas in my head of what it was gonna look like and y'all just surpassed it. I was so impressed. And I don't know, I hope you feel really proud with the final outcome because I think it looks amazing.
5: I really do. Thank you, Ashley. We always had those screenshots up on set. It was always like, "Come (laughs) over and look at these. Remember this." It was that, and then um, David. (laughs) (laughs) A really nice image of David. uh, I remember that one later in (laughs) later in the season.
2: Now, that episode with Everlight, how much of it was on the fly? Because I do remember some scrambling in general. As There's a big fight sequence. There's a lot of shots to get. I remember there was a storyboard, sort of poster board up. We had an awesome storyboard artist for this. I think the animation, too, Will Groby. Can you remember any specifics of, oh, yeah, we kind of came up with that on the spot? Kind of like when you did that sort of fake reversal. Is there anything else that sticks out to you about this episode?
5: You know, there was actually something That turned out to be a really nice shot when Ayn was getting pulled down by uh, Brad, getting kind of sucked to the ground and he's just in the background moving his fingers and the tendrils are just pulling him to the ground. It was a moment we knew we had to get, but coming between his legs and pulling back and revealing, that was very much just a like spur of the moment idea. Hmm. The spiral light that was hitting as soon as the sword is pulled it kind of came and overtook the characters that was in the moment we knew we needed to have a light shining but we added this like moon pattern into it and then spun it as fast as we could and it added so much to that moment and really enhanced the visual effects that were done as well. But we had it all storyboarded. And as we got into that first day, we knew the quality we wanted out of it. And I think the reality of how much time that was going to take set in at that moment. Right. So we started scrapping shots. We realized we didn't need as much to tell the story. And it was more important to Tell a complete story, maybe without as many pieces. I think it remained effective. I'm very proud of that entire episode and that sequence specifically.
0: Rob had that storyboard up on like a piece of foam poster board in the red room, which was also the bathroom set. (laughs) And I remember him just between takes coming back and looking at it those were all the cg shots and he was sort of trying to figure out what can we lose and what can we keep and i thought that was a really interesting sort of mini directing film lesson when it's like all right you only got a certain amount of money or time or whatever it is for these shots and then you have to start stripping out what's cool and what you actually need it was also very satisfying to watch stuff get crossed off as we did it yeah i bet as you completed the different shots yes it's just like a nice lesson because seeing the whole storyboard, you're like getting rid of that would be such a bummer. But then you see the ending sequence and you're like, no, it it just works. It works the way it is. And of course, you wouldn't even know that those shots are missing.
5: Yeah, there were many like powwows for, you know, an hour after rap between Emily Hogan, our first AD and myself and just going through what can we do cross off the list. It was a a good lesson in that and just the most efficient way to tell the story.
1: What was your favorite memory from season one?
5: The quarantine episode is season one, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
5: (laughs) I'd say for, for me, that is hopefully once in a lifetime.
2: Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? That it's Once like, every hundred years. It seemed like such a concession to be making in lieu of actually shooting the second season at the time. And then in retrospect, it feels like one of the most special memories I'll ever have in my career.
5: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It will be. Absolutely. I mean, it really, in a weird way, was the closest I've felt as a group.
3: Mm. Yes. Yeah.
5: It really felt like a a family. and
3: Yeah, Yeah.
1: it really feels like we bonded.
5: It was a lot of work and it was a a time when we all needed that connection.
1: Yeah, when we were recording the podcast episode about the quarantine episode, we were talking about how much of an appreciation it brought us all for what each department does that's often as an actor kind of invisible to you because you're just like, oh, I've turned up and now I'm saying my lines. I definitely felt that in working with you one-on-one. It's not something that you would usually do as an actor, like just have a conversation with the DP about exactly what the shot's going to be and what the lights are going to look like. And that was really cool for me.
0: Since you are part of our work family and now you're one of our Questy besties. Questy besties. (laughs) We
1: (laughs) have...
0: A, a questy, besty, guesty, testy. For you.
1: <laughs> Mike just put his face in his hands.
0: Like, he cannot
1: stand this. He's like, this is
0: too early for this. Why did I say yes to this? The first question, Mike, is what is your questy? Which I will clarify because no one knows what we're asking when I ask that. What is your quest in life?
5: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Mike, what
4: were you put on this earth to do?
5: It's changed a lot. Becoming a father has like fully switched that. You became a
4: father during the pandemic. Your wife gave birth. Yes. What month was that? May. May. Wow. We were in the thick of it.
5: May 18th. Yeah. So we're at a year now. I think my quest in life is to be a, a good father now and to do good work and work with great people and. Just enjoy life. I think that this past year and a half or whatever it is now has really uh, shifted my priorities, as I'm sure it has with many people. But yeah.
0: It's a good questie. It is a good questie. Now
1: the follow-up to that is, who's Who's your your bestie? Oh, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I've had quite so exasperated answers to this Oh This is kind of like
2: the first bestie? non-writer actor we've had <laughs> is just like, uh, uh, who may be more repressed than me. So this is, this is really fun for me.
4: <laughs> is it your baby? Is your baby your best friend?
5: Who's my best friend? Yeah, yes. who's your bestie? Oh, my dog Ricky. <laughs> That's
1: a great answer. <laughs> I didn't know you had a dog Ricky. Oh, yeah. What kind of dog is Ricky?
5: He's a Pomeranian, real good boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Named after
2: Ricky Nelson? Uh, Yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: There are only two questions, so you can relax.
5: That's oh, it. that was it? Yeah, that, that was, was it. Like the
0: whole That's, the, That's questy, the whole testy. Pitty, 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 pitty. Yeah. It's
5: just Yeah. That was a hard, questy testy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've
4: got another question for you. What are you most excited for people to see in season two?
5: Mmm. 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 From a visual standpoint, I have to say Everlight and then the uh, backstory episode
1: we've done. It's beautiful. It's so, so excited great. for people to see that episode. You really
4: pulled off some incredible stuff this season. Yeah.
2: yeah. We, really yeah, we, we, we go back in time <laughs> uh, that episode and uh, he got to really uh, put, put his skills on display.
1: Well, Mike, thank
0: you so much for joining us.
1: We think of you're course. so great. We really think you're the best. Yes. Thank you so much for making us look great good, but also the whole show.
2: <laughs> yes. And I have throughout the uh, course of our time filming, I will send you, you know, Mike knows, I'll send him pictures of me where I'll circle my wrinkles and say, bad Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and then as I'm watching the cuts and then I'll, I'll circle the good stuff and write good Mike
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, I, and say,
2: I need more good Mike. So thank you for That's making me look That's all that good. your
1: job is, right? <laughs> it's just making actors look pretty.
2: <laughs> you and Sean, I'm your most hated person. So, uh, but I appreciate, I appreciate your patience. Thanks for letting me
5: uh, crash the party here.
4: See you, Mike. Bye. Bye.
5: Bye. See you, uh, Bye. Thank
4: you. Hey, thanks for listening to the first season of Questy Vesties. Check out seasons one and two of Mythic Quest, now available on Apple TV+. We'll be back with a new season of the podcast soon.
3: See you next time. Thanks for listening. We, we love, love you. you. Bye. David. Oh, yeah,
2: David. David. Goodbye. <laughs>